First, thanks to Isuzu Utes, you can live your own way in the Isuzu D-Max. Here's a few thoughts to four-wheel drive you to work on Nathan Fife. He's been one of Fremantle's all-time greats, maybe the all-time great of the club. Matthew Pavlich and David Mundy were truly great players and had longer careers, but only one West Australian ever has won two Brownlow medals, and that is Nathan Fife. At the height of his powers in 2014 and 2015, and again in 2019, he was the competition's best player. Only Dustin Martin has been more likely to win a one-on-one over the duration of Fife's career. I'm not sure there has ever been a midfielder who played with more authority in the air. Paddy Dangerfield maybe, but not definitely. But now, Fife is compromised by a body that has borne the effects of 218 games of contested football and the bumps and bruises that come with it. More than half of Fife's possessions over those 218 games have been won in contest. The stress fracture in his left foot, found by scans, won't necessarily finish his career. They may not even finish his season. The Dockers plan to deload him and then see if they can get him going again. But the days of Fife being able to carry injuries and profoundly influence the outcome of games are gone. And he's done that in the past. If we remember back to his two Brownlow years in 2015 and 2019, at the back end of 2015, he carried a hot spot in his leg that eventually became a fracture. And in 2019, he carried a significant shoulder injury. He powered on in both those seasons to win Brownlow medals. He can't do it anymore. He has to be fully fit or he doesn't belong at the top level anymore. And the inevitable question that follows that is, will Nathan Fife ever be fully fit again? Fife now has two years of contract to run from the end of this season. A contract lowered to less than $400,000 to enable the club to extend him out beyond this season. But that contract is starting to look like a leap of too much faith in a damaged body now. Shoulder, back and hamstring issues restricted five to just seven games last year. The worry is that any one of those issues by themselves have the potential to be career-threatening, the shoulder in particular. And now he has a foot problem. The foot carries all of your body weight. It's not a great place for a footballer to have a fracture at 31. He's played nine games this year, including eight in a row up to Saturday. At his best, he's been useful. In the two games, he has played clearly less than fully fit. In round one against St Kilda and on Saturday against the Western Bulldogs, he looks like he struggles to still belong at the level. Now, what does it mean for Fremantle? It means the Dockers have to move now to expand a midfield rotation that got caught at least one and probably two big bodies short and more than a few games of experience light when the game against the Western Bulldogs went on the line in the last quarter at Marvel Stadium on Saturday. The best stoppage players Luke Beveridge had at his disposal went into the centre square after Fremantle had hit the front in the final term. With Fife on the bench and backup ruckman Luke Jackson not rucking, probably saw, I'm guessing, with Sean Darcy, Andy Brayshaw and Caleb Sarong needing rests, the Dockers got stuck with Matt Johnson and Neil Erasmus in the middle at the wrong time. It was literally the Freo Pups versus the Big Dogs. And the game was decided in a matter of a few minutes and a few centre clearances. 
Erasmus and Johnson have to keep playing now. The Dockers are a long shot to make this year's finals, needing to win six of their last eight. It's time to shorten the odds for next season. Get games into the 19-year-old Erasmus and the 20-year-old Johnson who represent the club's next generation of big-bodied mids. What has happened to the Dockers in 2023? Clearly, the loss of Roy Lobb represents the loss of their 2022 leading goal uh, goal kicker, but he's been replaced by Jaya Miss, who is on target to kick more goals this year than Lobb kicked last year. Blake Akers was good on a wing, but Liam Henry has been good there in the last three weeks, and others have been serviceable in the weeks before that. Griffin Logue was Fremantle's everywhere man, but they have Luke Jackson, their everywhere ruckman. The miscalculation Freo probably made that will affect them in the short term is that they believe Jager O'Meara would be an ideal replacement for David Mundy, and instead O'Meara became the replacement for Will Brody. So instead of breaking even out of Mundy's retirement, the Dockers have lost. Brody is playing in the waffle, and there's no real evidence that he and O'Meara can coexist in the same midfield. Brody played five games at the start of the season with O'Meara. The Dockers won one of them and lost four. It'll be interesting to see how the Dockers selectors view Brody with Fife absent now. Frio missed Mundy's poise with the ball and his laser-like kicking inside attacking 50. Jai Amos has kicked 29 goals this year. I wonder what he might have kicked leading to Mundy's right foot. None of that means the Dockers were wrong to press Mundy into retirement. He was 37 and defending the ground was becoming difficult with him in the midfield last year. It might have been even more difficult this year. But it does mean the Dockers have been caught in between midfield generations and sometimes with a mid middleweight midfield going against heavyweights. That's what happened when the game went on the line on Saturday. Fife's inability to completely reassert himself has been part of the problem. It is part of what makes Sean Darcy so vital to Fremantle. He adds bulk and muscle that they otherwise lack. It's time for the Dockers to bridge the generation gap, both in terms of size and experience in their engine room. Sarong is a brilliant player. He's as hard as a cat's head, but he's 178 centimetres and 83 kilograms. Brayshaw and O'Meara are both 184 centimetres. Matt Johnson is 193 centimetres and will eventually grow into a frame somewhere north of 90 kilograms. Erasmus is 190 centimetres. Again, he will eventually tip the scales around the 90 kilo mark. They have played 11 games each. They are 19 and 20 years old, respectively. How will the Dockers approach the back end of the season now? They would have expected finals. It looks highly unlikely. Mathematically possible, but the body of work we've seen so far does not suggest they get there. It's disappointing, but it also represents opportunity. A free swing at two months of player development ahead of 2024. What would you do in Frio's shoes? You can have your say on the temperate bedshed text line on 0487 736 or on the open line 13 12 